emergency? <laughs> Hi! Hi! We're back again. Another episode, and Charlie is, is licking <laughs> our faces, bro. Going crazy right now. We <laughs> do not like licks on the face from dogs. No, no, bye. No. Bye. Not at all. <laughs> now he's licking my feet. <laughs> no, my knuckles. Okay. <laughs> you guys, we're going through it over here. We're yeah. going through it. Anyways, this is Cocktail Murder. Yes. We talk about murder. Obviously. And we drink. And we drink a lot. What yes. are we drinking today? Today we're drinking rum. Ooh, rum. <laughs> Disgusting, but good yeah. at the same time. Shout out um, to our brother-in-law. Yes. No sweat, Keith. Yes. <laughs> um, he... Went to Puerto Rico yeah, for actually his and our sister, yeah. their anniversary, mm-hmm. and came back and only drinks rum now, yeah. apparently. Yes, yes. And um, he calls himself Ron King. <laughs> and I guess Ron is rum in Spanish. Yeah. So, fun fact. Fun fact. Something <laughs> that we didn't know. Um, so he's the Ron King right yes. now. Um, and we were partaking in, in his rum. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't you love it? I love it. <laughs> um, so yes, we, we drink, we talk about murder. Specifically, we talk about people of color, victims, and black victims, mm-hmm. um, because our stories are often buried or unsolved, yes. um, and there just really isn't justice for our people. So we're here to give that platform to to those who cannot speak for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have a quick question. Yes. We are recording today. It's the 20th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you doing tonight, December 21st, midnight? Oh, yeah. What are you going to do when you receive your superpowers? When I receive... Okay. That's a great question. When I receive my superpowers, I, I am going to... Uh, and this is off the fly, guys. I haven't thought about it. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to freaking... <laughs> okay, you know? You, you just got to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> so let's, let me tell you guys. Some of you guys may not know this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of you guys might. Yeah. And you guys are probably listening like, what the fuck yeah, are these are bitches talking about? What? So, yeah. according to Twitter, and I don't remember the girl's name on Twitter, mm-hmm. but she had said that according to the moon and the planets and all this stuff that's going to be happening right on December 21st at yeah. midnight, black people. Yes. Are going to reach our full potential of our superpowers. Yes, of our superpowers. Absolutely. I hope my superpower oh, yeah. what, is like saying? something cool. I don't know oh, what a cool, cool superpower. <laughs> Maybe what's like teleportation. Lame, this? What's a lame superpower? Like super nail growth or something. Ah, <laughs> super nail growth. <laughs> or I feel like I okay. I feel like invisibility is kind of lame, only because some people would be like, ooh, we could do this and do that when I'm invisible. <laughs> yeah, sure, we could all do a little bit of something, like, <laughs> you know true. what I mean, with, That's true. with lame superpowers. But I just, I wouldn't want to be invisible because 
Yeah. I'm already so lonely. And invisibility is like, a lonely life. That's very lonely. Yeah. I feel like, why would I want to be that? I just feel like invisibility, that superpower is so basic. You know what it's I mean? It's pretty basic. Like, why you, like, so really nothing really changed, but except the fact that you're invisible. So you can't go anywhere yeah. at an alarming rate. Like, you don't have speed. No. You can't fly anywhere. No. You know what I mean? You're just literally sitting there. Yeah. But you're invisible. Yeah, that that's sounds your terrible. Ba- that's the w- yeah. Then what are you going to do? Exactly. You because, like, there. everything, people could say, like, oh, I could like steal things from stores yeah but then you have floating items walking you out know of what the I mean? store like you can't whatever you touch isn't yeah you invisible. don't make everything around you and invisible the, exactly and those of you That's out there so don't true. switch up the rules and say well anything i touch can be invisible because no it doesn't, it, doesn't, work it, that no, way. it doesn't work that way so invisibility is lame just FYI. and then you have to be naked and then you have to be naked because then you have floating clothes see that's yeah such fuck a, invisibility. invisibility that shit is wack like, oh god invisibility oh, does not equal invincibility no okay? hello like, that's a word right there <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like I would want to like fly or something. Yeah, I know? think I would probably want teleportation. Yeah, like that might be mine. Or to heal, like know how to heal. Ooh, you know what I mean? Like that would be awesome. Or like if something's wrong, I'll know how to like. Yeah, like, I'll know what to do to fix it. I'll be like, oh, it's in the pancreas, but- and, <laughs> and you gotta do this. But you know? some shit, like if I had like a super dope superpower, I'd probably keep it to myself. I probably oh. wouldn't tell anyone because mm. people would like, okay, if I had like the option to heal, like I would want to like heal people without being like, yo, my superpower is healed. You know how many people would come up to yeah. you? You would be, be like, bombarded oh, please, with my shit. My baby is sick. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. No. I, I wouldn't want to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. That Con- sounds Kind terrible. of like Jesus Christ, right? So he didn't yeah. tell everybody and their mama, like, oh, yeah, this is what I can do. It was more so, like, he walked the walk. Everywhere exactly. he went, if he felt like, okay, I need to help this person, he just helped the person. Yeah. And then other people would witness it and be like, well, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm Jesus Christ. And this is Hello? who I am. King exactly. of all Jews. This is King what of I the do. Land. Yeah. Don't talk about it, be about it, nigga. Don't talk about it, be about it. Tuh. Nigga. <laughs> Real G's. <laughs> Move in silence like lasagna. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless it's pronounced lasagna. <laughs> Unless you pronounce don't be it a, in a different don't way. Don't be a lasagna, be a lasagna. That part. <laughs> that's it. That's, the that's, one. that's our that's topic. The, that's the end of it. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Until next time, episode seven. <laughs> Okay. Is it that time? Enough with the superpowers. Let's talk about some shit. Some deep shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'm going first today. Okay. And um, I promise my story won't be like two seconds like last (laughs) week. (laughs) It's going to be like two hours. (laughs) Um, Charlie. Charlie. Hush. We're doing a podcast. You know, know, you know we're doing a podcast. You You see it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is the story of Angela Rebo. 
We are taking a trip to Atlanta. Oh, okay. And uh, yes, so Angela Rabot, she was a stripper from Atlanta. Oh, okay. And her stage name is Climax. And she has a kid. She is a single mom. Um, well, is it considered a single mom if, like, the dad is also in the life, but they're just not together? That's a great question. No, I would say, in my opinion, no. Right? Yeah. Because it's not like you're doing it by yourself. A single yeah. mom is like you're doing it by yourself, yeah. but you have someone. So, yeah, she's not really a single mom, but she has a kid, yeah. her and, her and the father are not with together. She's not the father. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so. Um, yes, so she was a pretty popular stripper, actually, and she um, was so popular that she carried a handgun with her wherever she went just okay. for protection because she yeah. would go to all different kinds mm. of places whether it was at a club if it was a party mm. if it was this if it was that whatever um so she always protected herself on march 29th of 2014 angela received a call from a friend with an opportunity to make some money it was a bachelor party and uh, they were just looking for some entertainment Okay, so before she was going to the party, she had dropped off her six-year-old daughter mm -hmm. um, off at a friend's house or like a babysitter mm -hmm. and uh, rode with another friend to an upscale, upscale Atlanta neighborhood. Okay. Uh, so the party lasted a pretty long time and it stretched into the next morning. Mm -hmm. And once it was time for, uh, once it was time to leave, Angela decided to call her friend Mm -hmm. to pick her up not the friend that she came with okay. a different friend I'm, I'm assuming maybe that friend went home or something um so yeah she called her friend and her friend's name was charles thomas outlaw okay. isn't that a wild last name charles outlaw thomas outlaw yeah, yeah. okay crazy right outlaw. um i feel like He's that needs to be <laughs> on like a post like those wanted posters from yeah. like the old back in the olden charles days thomas. Yeah, exactly. Um, they knew each other for a very, very long time, ever since, like, high school. Okay. His mom knew him. It was one of those, like, you know, you have your friend groups and stuff mm -hmm. in high school. He was a part of the friend group, so okay. they've known each other for a long time. When he picked up Angela, he was pretty irate, in an irate mood, because he had to drive all the way across town mm -hmm. um, just to get her. Which is kind of like, well, then you should have said no. Yeah. If you didn't want to pick me up, yeah, then yeah. don't be irritated yeah, about exactly. it. exactly. <laughs> if you can't do it, then, you know. Yeah, then don't agree to do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so he was pretty much complaining the whole time. And she started saying pretty, like, some pretty petty shit back to him when he mm. was complaining just stuff like she was telling him i don't need you there's plenty of other guys that would have picked me up and blah 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 so all this sure stuff like yeah um like you didn't have to come you were just the first person i called because you're right. my friend yeah exactly yeah. she also continued to openly text and talk to other guys during the entire ride back home mm. Which usually is like, okay, you're not my man, so who yeah. cares? Like, you can't get mad at what I'm doing. You're not my man. We're just friends. Yeah. But, I mean, in this case, it's pretty clear that she was being petty and she mm. was doing it on purpose. Mm. Um, so, whatever. Again, I mean, that's not really wrong because, once again, then, you're not my man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, whatever. I could do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. 
again, don't pick me up then. Yeah. If it's a problem. Yeah. Charles, who actually had a girlfriend at the time, stated that he needed to stop by her house to pick something up real quick on the way back. And he stopped the car, but it wasn't right in front of the girlfriend's house. He parked it on the side of the road and basically walked to the house. So he had to like walk through like an area to get to the house. That's weird. So I'm not sure why he did that. Yeah, okay. Um, So he did whatever he needed or got whatever he needed to get or whatever from his girlfriend's house Mm -hmm. and went back to the car. But when he got back to the car, Angela wasn't in the car anymore. Oh. She was nowhere to be found. At this point, he had actually felt that, well, they had been pretty much arguing the whole car ride. She either walked away because she was angry or she just called someone else to pick her up. Okay. Okay. I'm like, she was on the phone the whole time with other people. I could understand yeah. him thinking like, you know Maybe what? She just, Whatever. Yeah. yeah she, she just They were left. probably bickering anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so from there, he just went home. The next day, Angela's babysitter called her mom to tell her that Angela still hadn't come to pick up her six-year-old daughter, Mm. and she wasn't answering her phone. And so this was obviously, like, a huge concern, because that's something that's really unlike Angela. Mm. It's not clear if anyone filed a missing persons report, but what we do know is that Angela's family and friends immediately formed a search party. That's good. Which is good because in stories that we've told before, when people file missing persons reports and it's not over like 48 hours, Mm -hmm. they just brush it off anyways. Mm -hmm. So they were probably like, you know what? Especially if it's an adult too. Especially. And a stripper. And a stripper at that. Bachelor party. Like, you know that they were just going to like brush brush her off. off She's probably, yeah, whatever. Just make up assumptions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they were like, you know what? No, we are going to get together and we're going to go find her. Um, so they did just that. They formed a search party and they got information from Charles Outlaw, uh, the, who was the last person that had saw her and searched the area that he had last seen her. He's like, yeah. yo, I, we were this here, what I, yeah. whatever, like we could go here and, and go find her. So the search party lasted about two days. Um, and it got the attention of local authorities mm-hmm. and specifically Detective Flynn. He was the one that was assigned to the case. Okay. And he, like, immediately believed it was a homicide. Mm. Uh, what he noticed about the search was that Angela's baby daddy was not there. And that's pretty odd, especially when it comes to search parties. Usually anyone that has any kind of, like, relation or contact with the victim, they'll show up yeah, to, to the help. search party. Yeah. Especially At if, least. Especially if you're that close to the person. Right, exactly. Like, that's your, your child's mother. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You'd want, and knowing that you both are well involved, you'd want the mother to be around. Exactly. It would make sense Because it didn't, it didn't seem like there was, like, bad blood. Yeah. It was just, they just weren't together. So they expected, you know, him to be there and he wasn't. So they tracked him down and he was questioned why he didn't attend the search party. And he pretty much just said, listen, I didn't even know she was missing. I found out like two days later when someone messaged me on Facebook, like Mm -hmm. just because that's my baby mama don't mean I'm like keeping up with what she doing, where she at, anything like that. Um, So after questioning, he 
they pretty much cleared him after okay. they questioned him. Okay. They're like, you know what? This doesn't seem like yeah. he, you know, he's the guy, whatever. I'm sure okay. he probably had an alibi, you know, stuff like yeah. that anyways. Okay. Um, but after questioning, he brought up his own theory. He led Detective Flynn to believe that while Angela only saw Charles Outlaw as a friend, Charles wanted to be with her mm. and he knew that she would never take it there with him. Mm. So Detective Flynn was kind of like, hmm, you know like what? that kind yeah. of, that makes sense. You know, let me go ahead and, and follow this. So after getting that information, Detective Flynn asked around about Outlaw and uh, found out some things okay he spoke to angela's mother who basically was saying that his stories just weren't adding up to her she didn't know what to do with the information that he told her because of course everyone is asking charles outlaw like what happened because he's the last person that saw her so they have all these questions for him but the mom is like eh, this is weird like what you're telling me just isn't adding up but whatever. He also asked a couple of his acquaintances, um, or they were questioned, and a couple of his acquaintances said that he asked how to get rid of shell casings and if a disabled cell phone could be tracked. What? Yes. That sounds pretty fucking suspicious. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> what? So, and also, one of Angela's friends also saw Charles at a car wash the next morning after she went missing she said that he was doing most of the cleaning inside of the car and was like scrubbing it down and vacuuming and doing all the stuff she was basically like on a normal day whatever you're out the car yeah, wash like, that's okay, what you, must you do really cleaning your yeah car, whatever it is, but what she's it is. like but the day after my friend has gone missing yeah, like now feel like this could be some yeah. kind of information yeah um so she made sure to to tell the detective that um detective flynn felt like charles at this point could be their main suspect mm -hmm. he has a motive mm -hmm. um a couple people have seen him doing weird and saying weird things and asking weird questions mm -hmm. so he was like okay let me keep an eye on him Six days after Angela went missing, a team of city surveyors uh, found Angela dead with a single gunshot to the back of her head. No. Her body was less than five miles away from where Charles told detectives he had parked the car to go into his girlfriend's house. Oh my god. So. And he was there with the search party? He was there with the search party. Mm-hmm. They, uh... Were, so Detective Flynn was like, let me, you know, this is looking real bad for Charles. Let me yeah. dig deeper. They questioned Charles Outlaw's girlfriend, and she started singing like a bird. Ugh. Apparently, he had told her and confessed to her that they were that he and Angela were arguing in the car. And the argument got pretty bad, and she pulled a gun on Charles and he said that he felt like it was on some like tough girl type shit like she, he didn't think she was gonna pull the trigger or shoot him but she pulled it out just to like be tough like yeah. act tough he said that he took the gun away from her and put it to the back of her head and then he said that the gun accidentally went off yeah what? Yes. And this is what this is what he told his girlfriend, what he confessed to his girlfriend. 
You put the gun in the back of her head. Yeah. Without the intention of shooting. Without, and so, like, medical examiners were saying that this was a contact gunshot. Meaning it. Which means, like, one, there was contact with the gun in her head. It was that close to her head. Also, it didn't look unintentional. Like, this was, like, a, um, what is it called? A... I forgot when they, like, shoot someone. Like, when they make someone, like, turn around and shoot them in the back of their head. Um, execution style? Yes, this is an execution style gunshot. So, whatever. So, that, and that's one thing, too. That's, like, he may have confessed this to his girlfriend, but he needed to confess this to Detective Flynn. Dude. Like, that means you threatened her, and she was scared enough to turn around. Yeah. Exactly. And surrender in that way. Because, you, you know, know like, I mean? like you take the gun, and if you were, like, not intentionally trying to shoot her, yeah, why would you? Why would like, she... you made her turn around. She yeah. wasn't turned around. No. Like, you made her turn around, then yeah. you put the gun to the back of her head. Right. And then, quote, unquote, accidentally, accidentally shot her. Oh, my God. It That's... just, it doesn't happen that way. No. It doesn't happen that way. Um, so, again, he confessed this to the girlfriend, but they needed a real confession, like, on record or whatever. Mm-hmm. Detective Flynn was like, I don't know if we're going to get a confession, but we're going to try to find hard evidence, even though he scrubbed out his car. Um, let's try to find any type of gun fragments. Mm-hmm. Or they couldn't yeah. find the gun. They couldn't find anything like that. But they did feel like they still had enough information mm-hmm. to bring him to trial. Charles Outlaw goes to trial, and it was a mistrial. What? So, apparently, there was an audio recording um, of Mr. Outlaw, it says, where he had said something... Uh, Well, I'll just read it here. It was an audio recording statement of Mr. Outlaw where something he said that some jurors may have thought negatively impacted his character. So he had said something on the, on the whatever, on the recording statement that basically messed with like the bias of the jurors because you know they're supposed to be totally unbiased they're not supposed to know anything about this person hey anything the whole anything you say or do can and will be used against you hello you can that that couldn't apply oh my gosh that didn't apply in this i guess i guess because it was it was a recording of something that happened prior to this so yeah so it negatively impacted their opinions and they were like well basically we we can't yeah we can't continue with this jury because Mm -hmm. they're probably just gonna say he's guilty because they just want to say he's guilty yeah and so yeah whatever Okay, but fortunately, they were able to get the case back up and in front of a new jury. They found that his story just didn't add up, which Mm -hmm. is what basically everybody was saying. Mm -hmm. Like, your story isn't adding up. And they found him incredibly arrogant, which can also negatively impact you, too. They said at one point, he said he was going to beat the charges because he was capable of selling fairy tales to Cinderella. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um... 
So throughout the trial, I believe it said it was like only five days that they like deliberated and they found Charles Outlaw guilty and he was convicted and sentenced to life without parole plus 15 years in a Georgia state prison. So, he did go to okay. prison, yeah. and he got a life, which is great, yeah. right? But it was just, like, all the stuff that led up yeah. to it was just so crazy. Yeah. The fact that he was there at the search party. At the search party, and then said, uh, oh, yeah, this is where I last saw her, and went to that area. And went to that and area. And God only knows him, like, knowing where he kept her body. Exactly. And deterred everyone else from actually finding From going there, right. Because when they found the body like five miles away from where he was, it's like, yeah, how did he... Was he like, oh, no, there's nothing over there. Let's go over here, you know? Like, yeah. It was just crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, and it it said basically what happened is that he shot her in the back of the head, her body slumped over, and he opened the door and, like, just dumped her out. And then drove off and it's like you had this whole story about you were arguing in the car then you had to pick up something from your your girlfriend and then when you came back she was gone it's like what the heck it's so weird yeah oh my god so yeah that's the story of angela rabo oh my god wow the audacity the audacity and then the thing is too like the whole thing was she didn't want to be with him she just saw him as a friend and he i mean we've been in those situations before Mm -hmm. where we've like talked to guys and uh, like i will say i'm guilty of like talking to guys that I know like really like Mm -hmm. me and I know I don't really like them Mm -hmm. but I like their company Mm -hmm. and I like them as friends and Mm -hmm. I like talking to them and I enjoy them and like I could see when my actions can be taken as like oh maybe she likes me but it's like if I tell you I don't like you like that then like stop taking my actions for like what you want them to be rather than what I know that they are Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Wild story. All right. Uh, My story is going to be short. (laughs) It's going to be two seconds, but it's, um, it's something. I'll say that. And rather interesting. Um, Okay. On November 20th, 2011, a truck driver was driving down the I-77 in West Virginia and at 3.48 a.m. drove past a horrific scene. The scene was that of a decapitated body, partially naked from the waist up. The right breast was missing and one of the legs were broken. Oh. This was the body of 20-year-old Jillia Davis. Um, And I may be pronouncing her name wrong, but bear with me. Um, (laughs) J-A-L-E-A-Y-A-H. Sounds about right. Jillia, right? Okay. (laughs) The night before, on November 19th, Jillia left her home in Marietta, Ohio, to hang out with her friend Kristen Betchold. Um... Betchold or Beckold? I don't know. Betchold. I'll just say Betchold. (laughs) (laughs) 
Along with the group was Jordan Campbell, Freddie Scott, and Kathy Nelson. Around 3.23 a.m. Um, later on that night, so heading into November 20th, Jalea's sister, I want to say it's Toby, but the more I think about it, I want to say her name is pronounced Toby, but like a female version, it's spelled T-A-U-B-I. And I think Tabby because I know a last name Tob and it's spelled T A U B. So I think it's <laughs> okay. Tabby, but it could be Maybe. Toby, but like a female yeah, version of Toby. So I'm going to say Toby. Um, <laughs> so Jalea's sister Toby reportedly received a call from Jalea asking Toby to pick her up from a gas station. During that phone call, Toby heard Jalea yelling at her friend Kristen, quote, Give me back my keys. Then the phone hung up. Five minutes later, Jalea calls Toby back and asks to be picked up across the border off I-77 in West Virginia. During this call, Jalea was hysterically crying, cursing, and calling Kristen out her name, then proceeded to tell her sister that when she comes, she'll catch her up on everything. And then at 3.48 a.m. was when the truck driver found Jalea. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is, it's a short one, but okay. But just very interesting. Okay, so her car was found a fifth mile up the road, still running with the doors locked and headlights on. And as I mentioned earlier, she was found naked from the waist up. So her jacket, shirt, and bra were removed from her body. But the weird thing is, is that the clothing was laid neatly on the rail, the guardrail, on the side of the road. Right? Crazy. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. The Ohio Medical Examiner's Office ruled Julia's death an accident with alcohol being a contributing factor. How is that an accident? Well, okay, let me. I'll read it. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so after a 16 month investigation, they concluded that Julia had been driving, assuming drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and was ejected from the driver's side window after striking a guard rail and was then hit by a tractor trailer in the passing lane, which is, I felt like they kind of just threw that random thing in there. Um, The Woody County Sheriff's Office considers the case closed. But her clothes were neatly folded? Yeah. Like neatly placed over the rail um so julia's mother kim and other independent investigators ended up maintaining that theory and others alike that Mm -hmm. it could have just been an accident um in april 2013 the hacking group anonymous came out to say that they would they would expose the police department cover-ups of the davis case and but nothing came out of that yet um Kim and Toby created a Justice for Julia page on Facebook, disclosing as much information as they can for this unusual case. So nothing else has come out of the case. So when they said that the clothes were placed neatly, they said, so the bra was hung over the rail first, then the shirt, then the jacket. Like it, you know how you, yeah, yeah. like you take your 
clothes yeah. on. Yeah, I yeah, and then you, you put them on there. Yeah, and they were, you know, but, like, stacked yeah. neatly. how weird. So it wasn't, I felt like, yeah, it's just weird. If you were ejected from a car, I'm I've like, never... I'm saying, like, if you're ejected from a car, yeah. I don't think your clothes come off yeah. and get neatly placed. Placed, exactly. Oh, that's so So I was, weird. like, reading, um, of course, like, Reddit stuff about mm-hmm. it and they were saying that like the only explanation that they came up with is that maybe the whoever the guy was the truck driver or the person who um hit her with the tractor trailer mm-hmm. probably hit her went back and like saw just saw that didn't call the police and it was like i guess likely a hit and run essentially yeah. and placed the clothes there and that was that like, so, but then you'd have to take off the clothes. And that's the thing. Can the clothes, can all three garments come off like that? That's so weird. You know? That'd have to be like some freak, like, accident. But and that, she was decapitated. Like, it seems like a, like the way she was laid out. Yeah. Like it. It's a possibility. Yeah. She really did get ejected, but the clothes evident like that yeah, that's part crazy. of the story is like kind of, it just doesn't sit right. Not to mention the phone call before. The all phone that call before and then crazy. like the friends, it just doesn't make sense. Oh, and their friend the friend Kristen the friend Kristen uh was reported to had like lawyer, lawyered up immediately. Immediately, wow. After finding out. Wow. Yeah. And like some, you know, some people are saying like, oh, that's guilty. But and other people are like saying. Her parents, like, yeah, Joe, exactly. Like, other people are saying, too, like, I I would lawyer up yeah, as well because I was the last person who saw her. And maybe she was drinking and driving. And like the fact that she said, give me back my keys. Maybe Kristen didn't want her driving. And they got to the point where they were like, fuck it. Do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, um, oh, that's crazy which is also which also fucking sucks because as a friend like if you're my friend and you're about to drink and drive i don't you can you can fight me for your keys fight me for your keys like you're gonna have to knock me out for you to get your keys you know what i mean like they didn't fight hard enough yeah if if it you know that was the case yeah yeah but why did they think it was a tractor Exactly. I feel like they kind of just threw that in there. Yeah, that's weird. You know, I feel like they threw that in there. The people were saying, like, I guess on the I-77, there isn't a lot of traffic that goes through there. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think. A trailer tractor, like, how fast can a trailer tractor go? I, I wouldn't think very fast. That's And that's my initial thought. And I could be ignorant, you know what yeah. I mean? Because I don't fucking know about trailer tractors. Right. Come on, we're in California. But You know, what the hell? <laughs> but, like, I, how fast can a trailer tractor go to... Eject you out of your... You know what I mean? And then I just, with the clothes, like, you'd have to be ejected so fast and so hard so that your hard. clothes come off. But then the fact that they're, like, neatly placed over the That's thing, the thing. That doesn't make any sense. It's like, maybe he did get out and come back, but it's and like, was what like, the uh, fuck did you do? Yeah, what did you do and why didn't you call the police? At exactly. least. Or give At an least. anonymous... I don't know. 
Oh, and maybe man. the p- person was scared and was like, "Yeah, shit, like this is bad. Yeah, I gotta go." And he had to. He had to leave. If he called the cops, then maybe he saw her and was like, "Oh, I cannot stay here." Yeah. But but it, but, <laughs> but then why would you neatly place? Clothes but why if would you're you scared, neatly? You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Why would you do that? Maybe he. I wouldn't even touch anything. My because no. I would be mortified seeing that. Yeah, to the point where, like, be... let's say the let's say the the clothes were were scattered, right? Yeah. Walking up to the scene. This is me. Do 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 do. Walking <laughs> up to the scene. Blah blah blah. I hit something. What was it? A deer? Who knows? Right. It's a person. The head's fucking cut off, oozing blood. What the fuck? Well, I'm not gonna pick up the clothes. Yeah, probably a bunch of fucked up car fragments everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not. Especially okay, even if. Okay, yeah, one, I'd be terrified. I'd probably break down and start crying. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Me, personally. I'd throw up. But yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, literally. Exactly. <laughs> but say he, like, saw and he was like, oh, no, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Then... Yeah, you wouldn't touch anything. You wouldn't touch it. You're like, fuck, yeah, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, like, clearly the cops are gonna come. You don't want to touch your clothes because what if your prints get on her clothes? You know, like, it's like so much that goes into that. Yeah. Some say that it was possibly the truck driver who um, found her and contacted Mm. the police, placed the clothes. But even then, such a horrific scene. Look, I don't know why her clothes were neatly placed that's all yeah, i'm saying that's so weird everything else like her leg was broken her right <laughs> her right boob was gone which is fucking like dude ouch yeah you know what i mean and decapitated like i i don't know everything else point, it really does point to an accident yeah, it really it does. does but Fuck the clothes. The clothes are that the just, fucked up part. Because yeah. it could have been an accident, but who put the clothes there? But who put the clothes there? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Weird. It's very weird. Yeah. What a crazy story. Yeah, so um, I I think they're still trying to look into it. I guess on the Facebook page, Justice for Jalea, the mom, Kim Davis, she pretty much dumped a lot of information um on that page just to see if you know if it could help anyone like truly figure out what happened and what's going on because what's stumping everyone is the clothing and i just yeah i don't think they should have closed out the case that early because that's kind of like no yeah you know if anything it should have been an unsolved case you know hit and yes everything else probably looks like a hit and run but the clothing the, that's somebody something was there. yeah exactly someone was there exactly exactly but yeah oh, that's the story weird. of of Jalea davis yikes what the fuck crazy stories wtf yeah literally yo crazy crazy stories I can't wait until Stumped. more information comes out about Jalea Davis. Yeah. Rest in peace to her. Condolences yeah. to her family. Yeah. yeah. But like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, no, it, this case is, it's confusing. And we definitely need more information. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, mm. that was cocktail murder. Yep. You guys <laughs> made it through another episode. We made it through another episode. Whoa. 
Charlie is about fed up with us. Yeah, Charlie <laughs> is sick of us and our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you guys have been great. Um, make sure you check us out every Wednesday. And then also listen to our Instagram live shows every Wednesday. Um, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. PST. And keep in mind, these are all different stories. So you will not hear a story twice. Um, And, and we love our, 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 (laughs) well, we love our IG live because we really get to interact with you guys and talk to you guys. And, and it's, it's like, it's a live show. It really is. And and it's awesome. So you get to hear us talk more shit and talk about more true crime stories. And you get to chime in with us with your comments. We love reading your guys' comments during the live and just talking to you guys and you guys talking to us while, you know, while we're discussing a a case. It's, it's really, yeah, it's fun. It really is. It's a lot of fun. And obviously we're cocktail murder. So So we we drink. drink. (laughs) Yeah. And we always have a drinking word on the live so definitely tune in yes so we and you guys be getting yeah (laughs) (laughs) well yet again another successful show a successful episode so bye (laughs) Bye, guys